Hey y'all, this your girl Yo-Yo, back on the reel. No invitation needed. Hop in the conversation at any time. Get connected. Justice for Brianna. I wanted to jump on here tonight and talk about this divide we have in our country. It's like really something I haven't felt before. You know, I hear about the slavery and I hear about the Jim Crow days and I hear about all that. And hearing it is different than really feeling it. And these past few years, um, I've really been feeling everything that I've heard. You know, I mean, it's from road rage to, you know, racing for a parking spot at the grocery store or, you know, not letting somebody go before you that only have two items in their hand and here you are with a giant basket. You know, those are the um, the things that I see and I feel that's going on, you know. And what really throw me for a loop is that the Hispanic culture have the nerve to be mad at us black African Americans and I mean everywhere you turn you have a Hispanic person degrading uh, African American and I can give you a short story on that now you know Everybody feel the way they do, and that's fine. But I raised my kids to be colorblind, and I purposely did that because I was raised in the house. I better not bring anyone home, period, and it better not be nobody out of my race. So I was raised in a home where, I mean, it was tall prejudice. And I didn't like it because growing up as a child, I had friends of different race and I really couldn't understand why my dad would feel that way. But at the same time, my mother was a special education teacher where she was bringing home some Caucasian children and um, I didn't hear any rap or anything going on uh, when when that happened. So I'm confused. I'm still confused right now. Um, but um, I raised my kids to be colorblind. So when my son came home one day and he said, Mama, what's a nigger? And um, I kind of looked at his dad, and he said, because these Mexican kids just keep on calling me that, and I don't know why they keep calling me that, and they always trying to uh, start a fight with me when I get off the bus. So I immediately, like, seen darkness, you know, blood boiling. I'm like... What? Seriously? They got the nerve? Really? Okay. 
So then um, my husband said, well, we're just going to need to talk to our kids. So we all gathered at the dinner table. We sat down, and um, I we started telling stories and, you know, giving scenarios and, you know, just building um, a picture for them to understand what we were explaining to them. You know, we watched movies and shows and, you know, I looked over and my daughter was literally crying and I'm like, you okay? What's wrong? And she was like, how could they do her like that? You know, not really understanding. So, and I say, well, this is what we were explaining to you. And this is why they think they can say that. And I'm not sure why one race or another feel that they can use that term, which is very degrading and disrespectful, but um, I'm not sure why, you know, they directed that to my son, but um, it was done like that. So anyway, they ended up fighting. So because they was fighting, getting off of the school bus, the school is still responsible for them until they get home. So here they is being reported by the bus driver. And so once again, I have to go up to the school. So here I'm I'm up at the school. The mother is there with the other kid. She laughed and it's funny to her. She don't speak a drop of English, but it's funny to her. When I walk in, she laughs. So, um, I'm like, what the, I mean, what country am I in? Seriously, because, I mean, it's almost like I'm the foreigner or I'm the person that's the immigrant or the illegal immigrant, whatever. And so, um, so we're all sitting in there and she just smiling and laughing, showing her gold teeth, all this, right? So, um... She needed an interpreter. And so the principal letting us know what the situation was, blah, 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 wanted Lil' Jay or my son to tell his side of the story or what have you. So, but my main thing was using the derogatory word. And so since she couldn't understand what I was saying, I asked the principal to explain to her why her son is using that word and that term toward my son. Now, these kids know nothing about the term, the word, where it came from, nothing. So for them to be using it means they hearing it in the house. This is what they're hearing every day. So she just, she didn't even understand that, I guess, whatever the interpreter said, why is this happening and blah, blah, blah. She, I don't know, you know, she didn't know. And that's what she kept saying. Like, and then she looked at her son and she'll say something to him and she kept on saying she didn't know. So all I did was shook my head. I'm like, wow, really? So you one notch either below me or ahead of me, but you still think you can call me the N-word? and that I'm trash and I'm nobody, and you over here in a country that you 
don't even understand what we're saying and you can't even communicate in a country where you are and you making me feel like I don't belong here it's really um it's really really bad it's really bad it's so many different um situations I've been in you know with uh the Hispanic race and honestly I don't have nothing against them I feel like we as a race been treated the same way and for you to think you are even an inch a centimeter ahead of me is laughable But I also remember um, I was in a car, my car driving. I was I was probably late twenties, early thirties, and um, this big truck cut me off. So the truck cut me off, and I honked my horn. So the truck happened to turn into Church's Chicken, which is where I was going. So when he turned into Church's Chicken, I also turned into Church's Chicken, and I was headed to the um, drive-thru when he abruptly stopped in front of me, right? Stuck his arm out of his window and put his finger in a motion of a gun toward me. So I turned my car, went the other way, parked my car, and I called 911. And by the time they got there, because it was was the south side, by the time they got there, the man was gone anyway. Matter of fact, I ended up driving, um, getting ready to drive off when they was driving into the chicken place. So it wasn't no urgency to them. And so it really never has been a nice, fun, enjoyable encounter, you know, with the Hispanic uh, race. Um, It just hasn't been with me um, at my jobs. If I work at a a job, any job, a bank, um, some type of agency, I get along with the Hispanic ladies that are in there sometime. The last job I was at, they was all in a group together, wouldn't speak to nobody, wouldn't say hello. Um, If you needed help, neither one of them would say nothing. Like, I'm totally brand new. And I asked a question, and not one of them say anything to help me or assist me, nothing. Like, it was so awful because I sat right on the other side of the aisle and um, nothing, nothing at all. It was really bad, you know, and um, and I never experienced that before. Like, I worked in, like, a call center, you know, around a lot of different people, and... I never experienced the hatred and the prejudice 
from the um, the Hispanics before until I worked at the bank one day, um, one time, one year. I worked there two years, and it was awful, and it didn't get no better. And the new job I went to, the one I'm at now, is so terrible. It is so terrible. The Hispanic girls there think they run the whole shits. It's bad. So with my four-year degree in criminal justice administration management, I was never able to land anything, nothing. The state of Arizona would give me an interview, but I was yet to meet with the hiring manager. They would get me all the way out there. I would be in the lobby, signed up, my name on the little board, sit there and wait on somebody to come and get me. And then the secretary that's sitting there, she'll say, oh, the um, person that was going to interview you uh, had an emergency. The last, next time I came there, oh, they just reviewed your application and you're missing some things. So um, these are the things you're missing, blah, blah, blah. The third time, oh, they went ahead and uh, filled that position. So it was like, I don't know if they brought me in there just to say they brought me in there. But I never sat down in front of or, uh, anyone that was hiring to interview. Never sat down in front of anyone to tell them about my degree or anything. Being excited about this degree was um, one of the worst things I think I experienced in a long time. You know, I was, I'm very proactive, so I was planning on doing, um, applying jobs and doing all of that way before I graduated. So I had applications out there. Mind you, my application was trash. So I went through these different, you know, um, templates, and um, I went back up to the University of Phoenix to um, get some help on redoing my resume, uh, wording it differently, you know, making it look professional, just doing all this old stuff to it. And it really didn't make a difference, but it did look good compared to what it was. And um, never land anything, never got an opportunity. Um... They wanted me to work in a prison, though. And they wanted me to be a police officer. Oh, yeah, they reached out for me for that. They reached out for me for that. I was a a black woman, um, 210 pounds. They felt like, um, no, we don't want her behind a desk or we don't want her in the office, so... They wanted me on the beat. They wanted me working under a racist cop. They wanted me on the police force. And I'm like, no, I ain't been on the police force. Nope. And then they wanted me to work in a prison. I mean, just thinking about that is depressing. So I wasn't going to do that. So, you know, 
go get a degree, do this and that. You go get a degree and still there's nothing. You know what I got? I got a $70,000 bill that I pay every month just so it'll show, um, show current and positive on my credit report. Still working at the BS job, still making the BS money. So I go, I go to the job, and I'm like, you guys have some type of program for graduates? I mean, because I used to work for a company where um, new people was coming in, and although I was hitting every mark, I was not getting promoted. And I'm like wondering why. And one of the managers said, uh, well, Yolanda, a lot of them coming in from ASU and a lot of them have degrees, so, you know, they want to hire degree, degree people that's coming in with degrees. And I'm like, that's awesome. That totally makes sense. I mean, I would, if I own a company, I would want to hire people that went through that, that agony of getting a degree, paying all that money. I would definitely want to hire people like that. Child, please. This job I got, I know people say, look, go have a seat degree, okay, that that went in one end, out the other, they don't care about no degree, not one bit, and it just make you feel like, you know, you just did not accomplish anything, it just really make you feel like you did nothing, like, it does, and so, working in this job, then you got these Hispanic girls getting promoted, and then they think they can talk to you. I I ripped one's head to pieces, and I'm surprised she's still walking around with it. I told her, you will not address me that way. You won't talk to me like that. You know? So I had to put my foot down, and uh, putting my foot down on her gave the rest of them notice. You come at me sideways, I'm going to come at you sideways. So, um, although they hate to take my call, and I don't care, as long as they answer it professional and speak to me with some respect and professionalism, I don't care if they nose is bleeding when they do it. Because they will not disrespect me. And I let it be known. And so that's a problem I have at these jobs. These Hispanic women that are in positions don't know no more than me, but yet want to belittle me and try to tell me what to do. You know? And I check them real good right there in front of their peers and challenge, challenge them. And see, they back down on that because they don't know shit no way. So, and you know, the white women there, they smile at you. They right there to help you. You know, anything you need, let me know. Very nice. Now, if they don't want to help, they need to wear a sign that says it because you'll never really know. But you have some that's nasty. 
You have some that's nasty, and you can see it all over their face. Don't come over here and ask me for help. If you didn't learn nothing in training that's on you, that's what you read. That's their demeanor. They're not approachable. And because it's every it's it's jobs on every corner out here, I let them know exactly where I'm coming from. If I got to get five, six, seven W-2s coming to the house in one year, then that's what it is. But you will not disrespect me on any platform. So the last job I was at was at a bank. I was there for two years. They hired this white supremacist coming from Alaska. He came in, I don't know what you call, I guess a pompous, um, maybe a, um, I don't know what you call um, a male that can't stand women, period, and then don't like black women either. Because when he got there, it, it was probably two white ladies three Hispanic ladies that immediately left. I mean, when he got there, at first you heard laughing and talking and we having lunch and blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of weeks later, she and one of them sitting in the back crying, he's not going to talk to me like that. And then I'm just listening. And then you see the Hispanic lady packing her desk up. I'm like, what's going on? So when all they, they left, then he started looking down. Because that's where I was. Because they wanted to make sure, a degree or not, this is where you at. And I go in there, I have a degree, you know what I'm saying, and this and that. Okay, well, this is what we hiring for, and this is how much money it is. I say, I got a degree, and, yeah, I know what you said, but this is what we're hiring for, and this is how much money it is. So, I need to work. I need insurance. I need to take care of my family. You know? And so, get in there, you know, I say, okay, well, I'll chill a little bit, do what I got to do. You know, a year go by. He got there the same time I did, but, of course... Say he don't have the same degree, but he just got his degree, just like I did. But he was the vice president. That's how he came in. So I'm a teller slash collector slash customer service slash whatever hat need to be put on the day was me. So I go in there one day, and I'm like, um, well, since I got my degree, you think there's like a fraud position I can maybe apply for or maybe get into a legal department? I swear, I wish I had a a camera. He looked up at me, and he said, are you for real? I said, yeah, I'm for real. I said, I just graduated, and I want to, you know, exercise my degree. I said, um... Didn't you just graduate? I was saying, and you're in your position, right? And it was like, there is no positions that you can apply for. 
I was like, okay. Turned around, walked out, shut the door. And since then, the treatment went downhill because I actually wanted something. And I guess that was unusual. You know, um, I had I had a, a meeting with him and another manager. And after the meeting, I had to go straight into um, the HR because he sat there in the meeting the whole time turning his face up and his nose up and and just you you should have seen him he was like a child in there acting up like that I went into HR and reported him and I told her you're not gonna do nothing about it I'll take my mortgage money and go buy me a lawyer I'll be a month behind on my mortgage just to go buy me an attorney because he's not going to treat me like that and you're not going to do nothing about it? That's fine. So then I seen them pull him in the office and I put they pulled her too because she was sitting there scared as a church mouse, didn't say shit, instead of saying, excuse me, excuse me, do not treat her that way, blah, 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 you know. She didn't say none. And so she started harassing me and stuff. I started pulling out the handbook, reading about different things. And then um, she ended up uh, just missing tons of work. Tons, tons, tons of work. And we all knew that was because she hated it there too. But anyway, to make a long story short, he basically belittled me. He was going to make sure I wasn't going nowhere else in the bank. And um, on Halloween, he came in as a, a black man. The only thing he didn't do was uh, do a black face. He came in with the big old nappy afro, jewelry around his neck, money sticking out his pocket, shirt buttoned up. And I'm like, that could be a Hispanic man or a trailer park. That could be anybody. Why, you know, just sagging, got money hanging out of his pocket, afro. I'm like, oh, wow, seriously. I took a picture of it. It was very offensive. And then came and sat down in my office. And if I didn't need my job so bad, I would not have laughed or smiled or even condoned it. But just thinking, just sitting there smiling, saying, oh, my God, that looks nice. I just felt like a heel because I really didn't feel that way. But, you know, uh, he ended up being fired. There was so many complaints, and he ended up being fired. But before he got fired, they let him do reviews and clean up his desk and all that. And he goes, "Uh, Yolanda, you mind if I do your review? And I go, okay. And he goes, do you mind? And I'm like, no. So he ended up giving me all good marks and this and that. Like, don't be trying to feel guilty for the way you treated me. You know, even though I know I deserve the good marks, but don't even be trying to do all that. 
But anyway, you know, that's life. And everywhere I'm being, I prayed about it. And the Lord opened doors up for me. And he continued to open doors up. Everybody's not going to be perfect at these jobs, but you just got to keep pushing it, doing what you have to do. Save your money, pay yourself. They want to make it so that you don't have the money to pay yourself. So if they're giving you this money and you got mortgage and electric bill and you got phone bill and food and all this, how is it that you have any money left over to give yourself? And that's that that's that suppression. And that's how they want to keep you pinned down. Where you can't lift and you can't move. You barely lifting your head up. You know, and I just it just that stuff just get me emotional. I get emotional, I tear up. Cause I'm like, wow, man. <laughs> wow. It really made me question everything. Everything. The most important thing I shouldn't question. And all I could keep doing is just praying. That's it. That's all I could keep doing. Well, game, this went on longer than I needed it to or wanted it to. But I just, you know, wanted to express myself and how, how I was feeling and, you know, about these workplaces and how they treat you there and, whether you have a degree or not. So uh, in your mind, you know you're the best and your value. So you know you have to give yourself kudos and pat yourself on the back. Because your value does not decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. And I'm going to end it on that note.